Alright, so we're doing the actual play here for the Roll for Initiative podcast. The quest for the Book of Sorrows will be named for this campaign. I'm sitting in. This is one of the Prelude episodes. My name is DM Vincent. I have two players with me today. And I'll let them introduce themselves so you guys can get familiar with their voice. Uh, Chuck, you want to start off? Hi, everybody. My name is Chuck, and I'm playing the Cleric of Thor Belnor. Awesome. And my name is Jack, and I'll be playing a magic user. His name is Galvin. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. So the two of you for the evening are in the Hook Snout Tavern in the town of Ishthid, which is your hometown. And you guys are acquaintances. You don't really know each other that well. Other than, you know, passing by once in a while, kind of like you drop a a token or two in the church box and he kind of growls at you because it's not enough. So, you know, one of those (laughs) things. Like, my church needs more money. (laughs) So you're sitting in there and you're having a drink and uh, the door bursts open and a young boy comes running in towards uh, Jack Tojura character. What was his name again? I'm sorry. Galvin. Galvin, I gotta write that down. Towards you, Galvin, and he's just like, uh, uh, Sir Master Galvin! Yes? The little boy is, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) You seem upset, how can I help you? Uh, you see the little boy is is a little bit beaten up and bruised, and he's a little dirty. He's like, your master, Silverwind, needs your help. His house is in shambles, and his things have been trashed. I jump up and uh, 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 race outside to see uh, what's happened. Hmm. Okay, so you race out. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, that's perfect. You race out the door, uh, and uh, Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. Chuck, your character, which I forget his name also, which I should write down. <laughs> Belnor. 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 You notice that Galvin, a little boy, comes running in. He's talking to Galvin, and then. Galvin has a concerned look on his face, and then he races out the door, knocking over his stool, leaving his uh, alcohol, his food, and everything, with a concerned look on his face. Well, that's definitely concerning. I think I will go and uh, head out the door, make sure everything's okay. Okay. So you're essentially going to follow him? Yes. All right, you... Um, Galvin, as you're racing down the street and dodging people and horses and, and whatnot, you can see a smoke trail on the distance coming from your master's house. And as you get running down the street, getting closer and closer and your heart beating, you realize that it is your master's house and it's halfway burnt down to the ground. There's various people with water buckets throwing it on and there's concerned people sitting there crying and uh, you see your master laying in the middle of the rubble. A couple people leaning over trying to attend to him, but he's pretty much beaten up and burnt well I will rush to his side and say master uh, did you say his name was Silverwind yes Silverwind Silverwind uh, what happened he looks up and, and he mumbles to you he's like oh, they took my book uh, you see he's starting to fade out and this is about the time uh, Belnar you start you arriving you seeing Galvin holding his master in his hands and uh, the guy's burnt and beaten up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, go to his side and check over his injuries, see if it uh, needs to be healed or if he's going to be okay on his own. Well, he looks like he's going to need a surgeon and possibly some a lot of rest if he's going to recover at all. 
he's uh, badly burned, and your master, Galvin, looks at you, and he says, get my book back. Get my book back. And he starts pointing towards a, a burnt box, like a wooden crate box in the corner of the what's left of the house. <laughs> and then he passes out. What do you do? Okay, do I do I know what book he's talking about? You assume that he's probably talking about his spell book. Mm-hmm. That's all you okay. can gather from what he's saying. Book, you know, he's your master, magic user. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you put together. Would it be safe to uh, enter what's left of the home to to examine the 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 box? Yes. At? Yeah. At this point, it's fine. The fire is out. Uh, there's not really much left of the house. It's kind of like. A shamble of the house now. Okay. Well, uh, hoping that whatever's in the box will comfort him, I will go into the remains of the house and, and examine that box. All right. You uh, you walk inside the uh, the house. You see some. There's some soot and some pieces falling down here and there. But you you think it's relatively safe. You uh, creep over towards the box and you look inside the box and you don't see anything inside there. It looks empty. And well, I, I I rush back, Master. I'm sorry. The your your book is gone. You see, his eyes open. He goes, and he points towards the box again. There. Look. Ugh. And now he's gone. No. <laughs> So what well, do you guys do? Uh, what book is he talking about, Galvin? I he must be talking about his spell book. I, which I I can understand he'd be upset, but um, I say I, I would like to go back to the box and uh, okay. examine it more closely. Okay, you uh, you go to the box. You look at the box. It just looks like a wooden crate, a small wooden crate, maybe about mm, come up to your knees. And it just, it looks empty. Mm-hmm. It looks like there were things in it, but now they're gone. Are there any signs of uh, people moving around in this area? Or You do see some green sludge on the floor. Hmm. When you go you go searching around in the house, you're like, ooh, what's this stuff? And you, you know, you look at it with a stick and you're like, ooh, green sludge. And, uh, Galvin, you're near the box, so you got to tell me what you're doing near the box, other than just looking at it, if you're doing anything else. Well, I'd like to maybe smack it with my staff to see if uh, if I can bust it, if it has a false bottom or something like that. All right, cool. Uh, you uh, roll... No, I'm sorry, you don't have to roll. You, just, you smack it with your staff, and the box just moves maybe a half an inch forward. <laughs> there's, uh, from, as far as I can tell, there's no uh, uh, false bottom it, doesn't seem to end, you know, like it's not, it's as deep as it should be. Yeah, you, you take your, your staff and you, you put it in and you, and you estimate that it looks as deep as it should be. And you're messing around with it and you're messing around with it. And uh, upon closer look, you notice that after that half an inch that you moved it, there seems to be a nick in the floor. Okay. Where the box used to be, like it moved mm-hmm. in there and there's something there revealing itself. You going to inspect further? Sure, and, and uh, uh, well, I will 
attempt to pull uh, or take uh, my pocket knife and jimmy up the uh, the hole in the floor. You you slide the box out of the way further, and you notice the nick is big enough that you could stick your knife or your finger and and maybe lift up what's there. Okay, well, I'll do that. All right, so you you stick your finger in there, and it gets bitten off. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you stick ah! your yeah. <laughs> you stick Mimic. Your, <laughs> yeah, uh, you stick your finger in there, and you see it's a loose floorboard, and you lift it up, and you see three scrolls in there, and you see a pouch. And that's all you see in there. Okay. Well, I'll pick up the uh, the pouch first and, uh, and open it up. You look inside the pouch, you see it's various uh, different, like, herbs, spices, and ingredients. And you surmise that it's probably a magic user's uh, uh, essentials pouch to use for his spells. Oh, that, that's nice. Which you didn't have before because your master never gave you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put that in one of my many pockets. Okay. And uh, and I'll take a look at the scrolls too. All right, you uh, you take a look at the scrolls and you're like, whoa! And you you see that uh, you have three scrolls there. You have two that same that read out to be magic missile, and the third one is a sleep spell. Okay. And, well, Bel- and Belnor, and you I, notice that he oh. has found this, by the way. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys going to do now? Uh, at this point, I'm I'm ready to follow Galvin's lead. Uh, I did not arrive in time to save the old man, so... I'm assuming that Galvin is in a, a mode of grief, and I'm just there for him. Well, Belnor, I, I appreciate you, yeah, sticking with me through my time of grief, and uh, uh, but I I need to find out what happened to my, you know, who did this to my master, and and uh, and to recover this book that he spoke spoke of. All right. As the two of you are leaving the house to uh, explore around what's going on, you hear some people mumbling in the crowd, standing around. One person mumbles something about seeing these green, small little green hairy creatures around the house earlier in the day. So, green creatures and green sludge, that seems like a clue to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's all you really hear mumbling about that, and then you hear mumbling about how this house smelled, of, and he was doing evil magic in there, and... Take that back! (laughs) (laughs) Then you you hear a little old farmer say something about there was he saw the green monsters heading to the north towards the caves. There was a big presence there. Uh, Do we know anything specific about these caves that are nearby, or...? Uh, nothing more than that they were just... They were old mining caves that the town used to use, and now they've been tapped dry. Okay. Nothing special about them, but you... I mean, that's what the people were saying the orcs were heading towards. I mean, the monsters were heading towards. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, did I say that out loud? (laughs) All right. 
I well, plan that seems on that. to be the only lead we have to go on, so uh, that sounds like the logical choice to me. I agree. Well, it's reaching upon uh, late at night now. It's starting to get a little dark. And Do you guys want to head out now, or did you want to wait? Well, I have no place to sleep, so I'm either, you know, I, and I'm plus, I'm eager to avenge my master, so I am about to head off to the cave myself. I don't know if uh, Belnor wants to stop me. <laughs> I think it would be safer if we would stay in uh, in for he the just, night and head out in the morning. He's grabbing his torch and pitchfork and he's going for it. <laughs> well, that's what he, he pulls you by the shoulder and reminds you that, you know, maybe it might be a good idea to wait till the morning. <laughs> All right. You both head over towards the tavern where the inn is connected to, and uh, you both rent a room for the evening, and it, it costs you a silver piece to do so. Man. They're nice rooms. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I forgot to roll, is how much uh, gold I have. Ah. <laughs> yeah. How much do you have, Chuck? I have four gold, eleven silver, and seven copper after buying my supplies. Well, there you go. Do you have the same amount he has? <laughs> four gold, enough. eleven silver? Yes. And seven right. copper. Yeah, it makes seven it easy copper. enough. Sounds good to me. Well, now I have ten, because I spent it on, on yes. the room. And when you wake up in the morning, you also are provided a continental breakfast of slop and gruel. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And dark water. <laughs> very nutritious in the morning Smidgey the bartender says it's very good for your system it'll wash you right out oh I'm sure it will <laughs> it'll hmm. start it'll start your day out right he says well I always listen to Smidgey so yeah why not <laughs> alright so you guys gathered up your supplies and you start heading towards the caves. Well, you know exactly where the caves are because you've been in this area almost all your lives, so. You, uh, half a day's travel of walking and talking and just chatting, you know the caves are, are, are approaching and maybe you're about a half a mile away from them. Are you going to uh, take a special approach or did you just want to walk straight to the caves? Uh, is there any topography that uh, gives an advantageous approach? It's not much of a foresty area. It's kind of wide open when it get, you get towards the caves. You probably could, if you wanted to, really stay in the very, very, very tree line, but that would back you out another mile or so. Oh, that's no good. No, no. So, I guess we'll just kind of tread carefully, on, uh, but take a direct route. Okay, you well, I was thinking maybe not so no. direct. Maybe coming off to the the right or the left a little bit and coming up from the side of the cave instead of just walking into the front door. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock, we're here. <laughs> uh, you guys, after maybe uh, another half hour of walking, you, you see you could see the mountainside of the caves coming up fast. And uh, Belnor suggested you head towards the, maybe come up on the right side so you don't come up directly into the cave. So as you get closer and closer, you finally reach the mountainside, and you're now standing at the mountainside, and if you walk another few feet, you will see the entrance to the cave. Uh, the entrance to the cave is dark and gloomy, and, and 
heads downwards if you look at it from the angle you're at. It's very hard to see inside the cave from where you're standing. Mm-hmm. And you're not taking uh, a direct any, any sounds or... You stand there listening? Yes. You can hear Galvin going... Well, you walked all day, I mean. <laughs> no, you, okay. do, you do not really hear any other sounds and natural nature sounds around you. You might hear every once in a while hear like a rock tumble from the mountainside, but you just think that's just the mountainside. Hmm. Or maybe not. Any unusual smells coming out of the cave? You take a, a good long whiff, and uh, you kind of remind you of the outhouse behind the inn. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. You uh, get closer to the hole, I assume? Yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to investigate the entrance a bit more thoroughly. Okay. You uh, get to the entrance of the cave, and you see various little tiny footprints leading in and out of the cave on the ground right by the entrance as they were as if they were fresh hmm. some going in some going out interesting so if i were to estimate by the size of the foot um, could i guesstimate how tall the the owner of the feet would be they would be probably, you're looking at definitely smaller than human size. It's not by much, but smaller than human size. Okay. So the uh, cave, uh, if, if I kind of peek in, um, I'll, you know, actually kind of stick my head in there, uh, is it uh, going to be too dark? Am I going to need to have a torch if I enter the cave? You could see probably about ten feet into the cave, and you hear a little barking sound in there. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Ten feet into the cave, and uh, you do not really see anything except the cave keeps sloping down, and it finally turns to the left. But it looks like as you go further in, it's getting darker and darker, so you may need some type of light source. Okay, well, I'll take a torch out of my hands, leaving Galvin's hands free to do his arts. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Belnor, he snaps open a, uh, a poppy stick torch, and it lights up, and he's ready to go. Gives you the nod. Okay. Well, let's enter this cave. All right, when you walk inside the cave, this it's a pretty deep slope, so I'm going to have to ask you guys to give me a, uh, a roll here. Verse is... Let's see here. I guess we're going to roll it under the Paralyzed Poison. I got a 13. My save is 10. Okay. And I rolled 15. And which one did you you said? Poison? Yeah. Paralyzed Poison? Okay, so uh, my save is 14. 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it 15? Yeah, I'm looking at it, it says 15. 
Okay, I wrote it down wrong then. Oh, I, I thought you meant when you rolled on the thing here. Okay. Oh, um, oh no, no. I think I, I, I rolled above, so I made the save, right? Yeah, you hit it. You hit it. You both stumble down the slope, but you manage to uh, slide down. Belnor uh, slides down a little bit, and but he doesn't seem to fall. And you're both securely now on flat ground. And you look uh, at about how far down do we travel? Can we tell or maybe ten, fifteen feet? That was a big slope. Okay. And you look back and you're like, "Oh, that's going to be a big B to get back up." <laughs> yes. <clears throat> okay. So okay. as you're traveling down, tell me exactly what you're doing as I'm describing this. You get down to the end of the corridor, which swings to the left. Obviously, your torch guiding the way for more light in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you just going to just keep walking? And you're going to skim the wall? I need to know how you're moving ahead. How wide is the corridor? Enough for the two of you to stand side by side. And have some extra room to, like, elbow and stuff. Is it damp? Yes. It is damp. You can see various green slime all over the place. The smell is beyond belief in here. You are getting used to it at this point. And it's the same green slime we saw in what was left of the yes. house. Okay, well, I'm going to stay away from the wall. I don't want that stuff all over me. <laughs> all right, so... And at this point, I will draw out my hammer and be prepared for battle. All right, you see Belmore grabs his hammer and he's ready to attack. What? We mm-hmm. don't know. Okay. Well, I've been using my staff to, uh, as a walking stick anyway. Kind of maybe testing the the floor, too, uh, that we're walking on. Okay. Uh, with so you walk down the corridor, avoiding the walls, and you turn the corner, and you see a small door. It's probably just, uh, you guys are about six foot, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's probably just under five foot ten, so you're gonna have to slouch to get through the door. It looks like a regular wooden door, and it has a round brass ring on it that looks like it pulls it open or maybe pushes it closed. I want to listen at this door, see if there's any obvious sounds from beyond. Okay, hold on a second. You uh, listen against the the door for a moment, and you don't seem to hear anything. Okay, let's uh, try giving the door a small tug and see if we can open it a little bit. All right. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and reach down and pull on the latch. Okay. You pull the the ring and the door seems to open very easily, just to crack the way you wanted it. No problems whatsoever. Doesn't make a noise either. Oh, nice. Any light from beyond? No, it is completely dark. Uh, your torch would actually be pushing through, so you can see inside a few feet. You do see some bones on the ground, and you see some hay, and the just bits of hay at the edge of the light source from your angle. Are they, like, animal bones? Uh, you really can't tell. Okay. You're only peering through a crack, so you see what looks like a bone. 
and no, nothing reacted to us opening the door? Not at all. Okay, well, let's open it and head on in. All, all right. right. You swing open the door wildly. No, kidding. <laughs> you open the door, and the light source fills the room up. And from what you can see now when your eyes adjust, there is various piles of hay and bones, and it looks like it might be a sleeping area for something. But nothing sleeping at the moment. Nothing that you can see. You do see very two various chests in the room upon further looking around. Uh, they're not treasure chests, right? They just like regular, like, clothing type chests. They look like they came from your town's uh, general store. And there is another really shoddy door across the room. Same design with the same type of handle. And this would be... Uh, this room would probably be a 15 by 15 room. Elnor, do you think we should close the door that we just entered? Yes. Okay. I'll go ahead and close the door. Alright, so you enter the room and you close the door behind you. Now you are in the room by yourself with all the hay beds and the chests and the door. I'd like to poke around in the uh, poke around the clay beds with my staff, and see if anything pops out. All right. Uh, when you go over to the first one, uh, give me a d6 roll. Ooh, nice! Uh, I got a six. <laughs> the first one you poke at with with your staff, you see uh, a gold coin comes flying out. That's it. Okay. I'll pick it up. <laughs> All right. So you add a gold coin to your stash. So what are you doing, Chuck? I am listening at the far door, the shoddy door. All right. You are listening through that door, and you hear actually you hear something this time. You hear grunting noises. Okay. I will hold a finger to my lips in Galvin's direction and make sure that he realizes that I'm telling him to stay quiet. He eventually looks over towards you because I guess he saw the you know the gold coin and he was like, hmm, does he see that? And you see him standing there <laughs> giving you the shush sound. I, I'm sorry, I hear what? He's giving you the shush. Oh, oh shush. the shush sound. Okay. Yeah. The quiet sound. Alright. What's next? Uh, can I understand anything that's being said, or is it just grunts? Which languages do you speak? Uh, right now, just chaotic, good, and, and common. No, you do not understand a single word. It just sounds like grunts, and you hear various, like, stomping of feet back and forth, as if they're walking around or something. Um, can Now, uh, can I hear the uh, grunts at this point? Are you listening by the door as well, I assume? Well, yeah, I'll, if he's uh, shushed me, I'll have walked over there and start listening myself. You listen at the door, and yes, you do hear the same thing, and you estimate that between the two of you, you think maybe it might be two or three different people or creatures. Okay. Well, I, I speak gnome, dwarvish, and goblin. Do I recognize their, their talk? No. Yeah, darn. All right. What's your move? Well, do we... Uh, we can either just bust in and try to get the jump on them. 
or maybe lure them out here. Mm -hmm. Strategy time. Well, I suppose, yeah, we could make a lot of noise and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Ring the dinner bell, why don't you? (laughs) And, uh... I do have a sleep scroll we, I, that may or may not assist us in this uh, situation. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe if we can crack that door open enough for you to see them, we can cast a sleep, and uh, we won't even have to deal with these three. Okay. Uh, well, that. Um, if we crack open the door, your light is going to... Um, give us away. True, true, true. So, I guess we'll have to decide whether or not we, uh, well, there may be light in the next room, I, um, or there may not be. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I may not be able to tell what I'm looking at when we open the door. Okay, how about this? I will fling the door open. <laughs> you be ready with your sleep spell. And if things don't go our way right away, then we'll enter into combat. But if you can, get that sleep off. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. I'll, I'll stand behind you with my scroll at the ready. All right. And Okay, so we will prepare ourselves for battle and yank the door open. Okay. <laughs> Roll me a d6 for the party. So I'm one of you guys roll a d6 for the party. Okay. You fling the door open and you actually surprise these little slimy creatures and you recognize them right away from legend and history as orcs. And you guys get to make uh, free moves because they are in surprise round. So declare your actions. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, and read and cast the sleep spell off the scroll. Okay, there are three of them, just to mm-hmm. let you know. And Chuck, what were you doing? Uh, I will wait for him to finish reading the spell and then charge in, ready to engage. All right, excellent. Now roll d6 for initiative, please. Okay. So you cast off your sleep spell and you affect them all. And they all just seem to go uh, uh, and drop down. And they're sleeping. Awesome. Yeah, very, very good. <laughs> you, yeah, you affected a good. I, had, I rolled it really good there for you, so. Yes, you did. <laughs> So you see they fall to the ground, and this seems to be like... They look like they were in some type of maybe eating area, as if they were sitting down at the table eating and playing cards and chatting and BSing and whatever else they do down there. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, very large room. It's maybe 20 by 20, and then there is two other doors on the, edge of, on the end of the room. Same type of doors with the handles. What is your moves, guys? Uh, first, I want to check these guys out. Okay. Give them a quick search. 
you give them a quick search over, you see that they all have short swords. Uh, they have, uh, they do have shields, but they were at the side of the table because they were they were sitting at the table. Uh, each of them has various, what looks like mm, stones in their hands, so like they were playing a game possibly. And there is money on the table. There seems to be a total of fifteen silver and twenty copper. And how many stones? Uh, the stones look like, uh, let's see how many I wrote down here. Twelve stones. It looks like they were playing some type of, it would probably resemble like dominoes for today's world. Okay. That they were playing. Each stone has a different marking on it. And it looks like they were laying it down on the table in various patterns. You don't really know the game, so you're like, hmm, interesting. But but they're, they're flat stones? Yeah, flat stones. I guess I will uh, cut off some links of my rope and bind them. Do you think we should drag them into the first room where, and put them on the cots? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Make it like they're sleeping or something? Yeah. <laughs> they are sleeping. Well, yeah, they are sleeping. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, perfect. So you uh, take the next five, ten minutes, and you drag them into the the room, and you throw them down on the... Well, you place them down on the beds, and they are sound asleep. And they're tied up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they are tied up, yes. As Chuck did that, he tied them up. All right. You double-check the knots yourself, because you're paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we uh, to reestablish it, the other room. There was the money on the table, the the stones. Uh, there was various food, the orcs, which you put in the other room, and there were two other doors on the other side of the room. Did they, they have their own light source in that room, like a lamp? Yes, it was uh, a small lamp that was on the table. Okay. Uh, it was an maybe, oil burning uh, lamp. It was on very dim setting because they don't really need much of light, so. Right. Okay, so why don't we uh, just throw the money in a sack for party treasure, and uh, I'm not interested in the swords or the shields or. Well, neither am I. Though I'll go ahead and pick up the the, the stones and put them in one of my pockets. All right. Just keep a note of whatever you collect today. All right, so you guys now have the two doors to go through if that's where you're going to go. Door one on the left, door two on the right. Let's make a deal. What's behind door number one? A dragon. <laughs> oh. Okay, door number two. <laughs> yeah, door number two, quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, are we going to door number one, I assume? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, when you get to door number one, you walk up to the door, and you notice the door is kind of frosty looking and you're like what? And you get closer and it feels colder as you get towards the door. And as soon as you get right up to the door you notice that it does have appear to have a slight frosting over the door. Okay, it wasn't lying. There is a dragon behind it. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a red dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, what about door number two? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, you're like, hmm, spinning around. <laughs> you're going over to door number two. It appears to be safe, no frosting on it. And I don't mean cake frosting. And <laughs> it, it seems like it's a normal door, no, no cold, no heat. And you do not hear any noises if, when you listen at the door. And you do not see any light sources coming from underneath the door, since the room is dimly lit right now. Mm-hmm. So well, what do you guys do? Let's, let's, let's My vote's for door number two. Okay. <laughs> is this the left or the right door? I, I don't remember. Door number two is the right door. Okay. Oh, good. Well, now we know it's the right door. Let's ah. open the right <laughs> So you're just pulling open door number two? Uh, yes. Okay. When you pull open door number two, your light fills into the room and you see steps heading upwards. Hmm. Uh, you look, you stick your head in and you look up, you see it twists around and goes up maybe about 10, 15 feet and you're like, what? This is a mountain. Well, we must be traveling upwards deeper into the mountain, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, not what I was expecting. Nope, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, tread carefully up the steps, then. Okay. As you are walking up the steps, you notice uh, the steps are actually very clean. It looks as if someone was cleaning the steps on a regular basis. There's no dust, there's no sludge, there's no slime, there's no dirt. Okay, so this is regularly used. Yeah. And maybe not by those orcs. No, probably not. <laughs> you creep up and you get to the top of the stairs and you notice a metal door now. It is a well-built metal door with reinforced uh, bindings on the door. And it doesn't seem to have a handle on it, but it has some writing on the door. Is it in common? It is not in common. I apologize for that. It, it is actually in a magical script, which you might be able to read. Uh, okay. I'll try to read it. You uh, get up close to it, and uh, you're trying to decipher it, and you can get... Uh, it's you can only get out the great. It's the, the great. The great. <laughs> but you don't know what the first word is. You just hear you just get you like the great something the great. Do I recall from my uh master's teachings a uh any famous wizards by the name you know or the ha that include the name the great and of course every wizard probably likes to include the great in front of their name <laughs> i was thinking about being the great galvin myself so <laughs> galvin sits there and thinks for a moment and uh jogging his memory and you you remember your master telling you something about the great marduk it was an apprentice of his that went rogue Somebody just fell down the stairs. That was my briefcase that just closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of you guys fell down the stairs. <laughs> That's how you found out the information. It hit you that hard. Oh, man. This must be my master's old apprentice, the one that went rogue. So 
you can't figure out how to open the door by just looking at it, so you might have to find a different route to go. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not down with knocking on it. Let's go back to the cold door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll follow your lead. So right. yeah, we'll head back down to the, the frosting door. Okay, cool. You head over towards down, you go down, you head to the frosting door. Now you are standing in front of it, you actually could see the frost building up on the door. You gonna touch it or I give it a quick touch, see if it uh does any like frostbite or anything like that. A uh, quick touch, no. It'll ju it just feels cold to the touch. Mm. If you put the torch close to it, does uh does it yeah, does it melt. like melt it away or? Yes, you put the torch towards it, and it does melt some of the frosting away, and you see the door, normal door below it. When you pull the torch away, it just m seems to magically come back. Hmm. Uh, door handle on it. Yeah. Uh, yes, there is another. Well, it's a white ring at this point, or hmm. maybe turn blue, but it's okay. Give it a quick rush over with the torch to melt some of that ice away and uh, grab on and pull. Okay. You pull open the door and you hear like a a wishing sound a whoosh sound and you see like snow and ice come flying into the room and then it stops and as you move your hands away from your eyes to look you see another room filled with snow coming down. Okay. Uh, is it dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> Your torch is lit up into the room, and you see it travels down maybe about thirty feet, and you see what looks like to be an altar. From is well, there a ceiling? Are uh, you poking your head in, looking up? Yes. Yeah, you do see a ceiling. Huh. Okay, snowing in a closed room. Uh huh. And the snow seems to be coming from nowhere. As if it's just falling out of the ceiling. There are various uh, any, mounds of any snow. Any obvious life forms in here? Or? You do not see anything. You do see hmm. various snow mounds here and there. Okay, well, I, I think I'm going to button up my cloak and, uh, and uh, take a step into the room. Why? This is good northern weather. <laughs> Okay, you take a step into the room, and you your foot goes right into the like as if it was snow. <laughs> and now and, you're uh, you're kind of cold. Okay. Too bad and, you, don't uh, have, you don't have winter blankets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how large is the room? Let's go with 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet long, Big. and five, ten, fifteen, twenty feet. And how tall? Probably, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Always <laughs> the one thing that you players do. Uh, 20 feet. 20 feet and goes up. And you said there's an altar in this room? It, it's a very, very other side of the room. It looks, from what you can see through the snow and everything, it looks like it to be an altar area. It's raised up slightly. It looks like there's some type of pedestal and an area for maybe like a sacrificing area. You... You recognize that right away, both of you. The idols or what's that? Any idols or you cannot see anything. No, you can't see any. The snow is too thick to see. Okay, go ahead and approach it. 
Okay, what were you saying, Jack? Oh, you you mentioned that I noticed that lumps. There were lumps uh, in the in this room. Uh, is there any pattern to the lumps? Um, no, it's kind of looked just like big, large snow mounds. Maybe that snow had fallen, and you know how it, it makes mounds. Oh, sure. Okay, that's what it looks well, like to you. Well, uh, okay. We'll we'll walk and approach the altar, like uh, Belnar said. Okay. How are you guys just going to straight walk to it and? That's it? Yeah, I'm just walking straight up to it. I mean, this is a, a sacrificial altar as far as I'm concerned, and I don't like it. Okay. He's determined, hammer in hand, walking straight towards uh, the altar. Hmm. Okay, well, I follow. Um, if, if, do we pass any of the lumps as we go towards... Uh, yes, actually, you do. You pass two lumps, and then three lumps and four lumps, and you make it to the altar area. And you turn back and look, and you can see the door you came through, and you still see the lumps still right where the lumpies lumps were. Okay. <laughs> uh, upon reaching the uh, altar area, you see uh, some blood on the altar. You do see a uh, serpentine dagger on the altar, and you see, uh, let's see, uh, Belnor, right? Yes. Yes. Belnard, you notice uh, a symbol of an evil deity. Actually, we're going to go with an evil demon. Uh, Oh, not good. (laughs) We're going to go with Asmodeus. Oh! (laughs) You recognize it right away. And you do... Okay, uh... Go ahead, I'm sorry. uh, Is there any... Like uh, writing on it, or or uh, anything of that nature. On the uh, altar itself. On the altar itself. Uh, there are some various symbols on there, and you recognize them to just be uh, ceremonial magic symbols. For uh, would be for the demon summoning. And there's also, it seems to be a black book open up on the altar podium stand that I told you about. Hmm. And the, Is this your master's book? Okay, well, I'll look a little closer at the book then. And do I recognize it as an object that he owned? No. You, in fact, are repulsed by it when you see it. Hmm. It is... Very uh, good. <laughs> upon further look, it looks like the book has black covers charred charred flesh covers and the skin pages are not animal skin well that's as far as I need to go with the book uh, let's <laughs> help it char some more I'm going to put my torch to it All right. <laughs> nice he just charges over and shoves his torch right on the book as it just slowly burns and melts away <laughs> ah, yuck and the smell is horrible. All right. Roll D6, one of you, please. Why don't you go ahead this time, Gavin? I will. Five. Okay, five. Not so good. Okay. You uh, are roll. You roll D5, and you hear a trussling sound, and the, sh- the ground shakes, and those obviously snow mounds that were snow mounds you see these large ice type creatures step out from them there's only two of them 
on either side of you. So one on your left and one on your right as you're looking facing outwards towards the mountains. And they are approaching. So what will you be doing? So I want to be casting a spell. <laughs> okay. They are about one, two, three, fifteen feet away from you at this point. So you're going to be casting, I assume, magic missile from the scroll. Uh, well, uh, that was uh, Belnor that suggested he wanted. Oh, to okay. Cast. I'm sorry. I misheard. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to be casting bless. Okay. And I will. Uh, that sounds well. I will cast magic missile. Okay. Perfect. The creatures are moving closer towards you, and now, let's see, okay, you guys rolled a five. So, your blessed spell goes off without uh, a problem. You have the blessed added on, and magic missile, uh, go ahead and roll your damage for that on whichever creature you're attacking first. Okay, you remind me what to roll. Yeah. Well, I'll look it up. I didn't write that spell down. <laughs> oh, of course. I didn't write it down either, because I assumed you guys did. Uh, okay, it's, each missile is 2 to d4. Okay, so it's a d4 plus 1. Yes. Okay. And do I, at this, at, does the, what's the caster level on this? this? Is it my caster level, or the scrolls? It, it's just It's just yours for now. Okay. So it's... Do I do I just type in like one d four plus one on the uh, slash in the roll, chat window? Uh, yeah, slash roll one d four plus one. Okay. It didn't do anything. Let's try again. Is it forward slash or backslash? Roll d four plus one. See. That roll looks pretty good for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not working. I need to try again. Sorry. That's okay. Just little technical difficulties here. I just put it in the chat window how it's supposed to be. Oh, it actually worked that time, so I got uh, three. All right. Excuse me, so you would inflict three points of damage on the one on the left, you said? Sure. Okay. As these bright missiles come launching out of your hand and smack the ice creature right in the face. And it falls onto the ground. But it's not dead, it is looking up at you with an evil look in its eyes. The first creature charges towards Belnor. What is your armor class? Five. Okay. Looking on the Matrix. Okay. The creature comes up and he swipes at you, but he misses with his claw, his ice claw hand, as you duck out of the way. The second creature jumps onto its feet. Alright, now, declare actions again. Well, I'm going to return the favor and try to clobber this guy. Okay, and... And I'll, I'll try to smack the, uh, the one in front of me with my staff. Alright, please roll your initiative. 
whichever one you guys want to roll it. Uh, oh, you got it. Okay. Five. Okay, these creatures go first. Galvin, your armor class? It is nine. The other ice creature runs up and smacks you right in the head with this icy claw. <laughs> doing one point of vicious damage. Well, <laughs> since that's a quarter of my hit points, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know. It's still vicious to you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the other ice creature, uh, Belthoroy, what is your armor class? You said five, right? Yes. Five. That creature attacks... And he misses again. Jeez. <sighs> it is now your turns. Please roll your attacks. I'll tell you if you hit. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Take the first... I don't know. I didn't mean to click it twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Belnor, uh, looks like you're going to hit. Galvin, you missed. Okay. So please roll your damage. Four damage, okay. You smack the ice creature, and you actually bust one of its arms off as it shatters down to the ground. The creature, infuriated, is looking at you with a fierce look in its eyes. You busted its arm, man. <laughs> the creatures are now going to attack again, and you guys declare your actions yet again. Are we doing the same thing? Uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> Alright, initiative once more. Uh, you take it this time. Okay, let's try to roll it once. There we go. Oh, nice. That's better than mine. <laughs> you guys are going first, so please both roll your attacks. Go ahead. Swinging my hammer. Missing Woo! with your hammer. Whoa. No, I did not. No, you did <laughs> no. not. Yeah, my 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 staff bomb was hit me in the foot. I think. Yeah, uh, you uh, just kind of went clumsily slip on some ice, but uh, you don't fall. And uh, Belnor, raising his hammer in anger, smashes the creature right in the head. And uh, go ahead and roll another d twenty, just for the heck of it. Okay. And now uh, go ahead and roll your damage, and then double it up. I need to make a macro for this one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, max damage, eight. Eight damage. As you swing your hammer, spin it around, bash the creature right in the face, and it shatters into five different pieces. The creature is no longer. You are victorious. Yay. But there's still one more, right? Yeah, there's still one more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, were just victor you were victorious with yours. <laughs> yes. The last creature... Looking at the two of you, sensing its brethren, brethren was gone, <laughs> it still attacks. It's going to attack, and let's see here. It misses. Damn you. And now, uh, declare your actions yet again. I will uh, uh, rush over to assist my comrade and try to smash this ice cube with a hammer again. Awesome. All and right. I will continue to swing it at it with my staff. Okay, roll me your initiative, please. Go ahead. Oh, wow. 
Okay. You guys are going first again. All right. We'll roll. <laughs> Whoa. Well, sadly, the two of you both miss. <laughs> I guess the coordinated attack between the two of you did not happen. Rolling a nine and a three. <laughs> no. No, the, not at all. The creature, kind of confused at the stumbling bumbleness of you two, goes to attack, and he misses as well, rolling a one. <laughs> and he slips and falls into the altar, cracking himself into half. And he is no longer. All right. He's a nice creature. See, what do you expect? <laughs> it was a coordinated and well-planned attack. Yeah, actually, it was. It confused him to death. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take any any sort of victory we can have here. You both realize you have your first taste of victory over some type of foul creature. Well, second, if you count the sleeping thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I count it. <laughs> <laughs> the The book that you had originally charred is now nothing but charred nothingness now on top of the altar. Good. Uh, the dagger. Yes. Go ahead and pick it up. Okay. You you pick up the dagger and you you sense the evilness running through your veins as you're picking it up. Do you think we could snap it against the uh, altar? I'm about yeah, putting it on the altar and hitting it with my hammer. Okay. That's what you want to do, sure. Yes. All right, give me a d20 roll, please. All right, you give it a good smack, but nothing seems to happen to the dagger. Are we trying again? Uh, yeah. Fourteen. You give it a good smack, and you see that the dagger is now cracked slightly. Okay. Uh, it's not it cracked can in be half. damaged, so let's continue at it and Just continue. destroy it. Yeah, <laughs> alright. So you keep beating on it repeatedly, and it does finally crack right in half. It is no longer a full dagger. It is two pieces now. Besides that entrance, was there, no, are there any other exits that we can see here in, in this room? You cannot see any other exits in this room because the snow is too thick at this point. You could go searching around at the edge of the room. Maybe you'll find a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe behind the altar, if we can get behind it. All right, you you make your way around and you're searching around and searching. Uh, uh, give me, you guys, give me a search check, please, of D six. Aha! Ooh! <laughs> Galvin goes, ha ha! And he brushes some snow off the wall and he finds a door. In which wall? The door on the left side. Well, now would be your left if you're walking off the altar. Depending on which way you are. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to map it? Yeah. Okay, which way? If you're facing... If we're standing in the door and facing the altar, it's on the right-hand side. Yes. Okay. Okay. Does this door... uh... Is it is it pull in or push? It is a pull door, same type of deal with the brass handle. Okay, so I guess we'll have to clear enough snow away to 
so the door swings open, and we'll do that. Okay, so you clear enough snow out of the way, and there's plenty of room if you tug the door. You start give it a little test, and you see that it'll, it'll slide right open now that you cleared the snow out of the way. Is that what we're doing now? Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, open it up and see what's inside. Okay. Yeah, I'll stand right next to where the door's going to open, and, and Galvin, you can pull it open. Okay. You pull open the door, and you see that there is no snow, and you feel warmth. Not, like, overwhelming, but, like, the normal well, normal warmth of the cave that you felt before. It goes about five feet forward and then swings to the left. Okay. Head on in. Yeah. Uh, you both go in, closing the door behind you, since that's what you've been doing so far. Mm-hmm. And you make the left, and you notice that the ground stops, and there is a now a wooden bridge in front of you, a rope wooden bridge, going across a very deep, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 40-foot distance away to another side, where you see one door on the other side there, in the mountain side, or I should say the rock side. How... Um Sturdy does this real quick. Sorry, what was it? One time, one at a time. Well, does the bridge look uh, sturdy? Uh, The bridge looks like it possibly could be sturdy, but it does look kind of old. Think the bridge from Indiana Jones. (laughs) That didn't look that sturdy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was kind of sturdy, all right? (laughs) Uh, Does the light from the torch reach to the bottom of this chasm. No, it does not. Deep. In fact, you hock a loogie off the side and you don't even hear it splat. If I uh, test the first plank with my staff, uh, um, does it uh, kind of take my weight as I push in? Yes. Okay. It seems very sturdy. You tap it, and it seems fine. You're like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. You gonna then, step? Yeah, I'm gonna go forward. You go forward on the bridge. It creaks and it goes back and forth, going you a little, and you make it halfway across, and it seems good. Okay. Well, I'm continuing. I, uh, uh, all right. You make. I'll it- wait for him to get all the way across before I start. Alright, you make it all the way across, and now you may tread over lightly. You get halfway across, same deal, and you make it across, no problem. Okay. It's a sturdy bridge. You think I'd lie to you? Come on. (laughs) I'm not an evil DM. (laughs) It's the same type of door in front of you guys. As you'd normally seen. Okay, I'd like to listen uh, to this door before we open it. Okay. You listen, and you do not hear anything. Okay, okay. same plan for opening? Sounds like the plan. I, I go ahead and open the door. All right. You swing open the door, and you see a large room again, another 30 by 20 room, 
And at the very edge of the room, you could see some of those green creatures just standing there, looking at what seems to be an elf from the distance. You can see maybe a, a dark-colored elf. And they seem oh, to be huddled. <laughs> and they seem to be huddled over something, not paying any attention to you whatsoever. Hmm. So, how far away are they? It's a thirty-foot room. They're, they're all the way, maybe about twenty, twenty-five feet away from you. Okay. Uh, are their backs to us, or? Yeah, their backs are towards you guys, so that's why they don't notice you. And what about this dark-colored elf? He seems to be crouched onto the ground, looking at something. Okay. His back is also towards you. They look like they're in... They're looking over his shoulder, so to speak. Okay, uh, try to go in as quietly as possible. Get close to him before I'm noticed. <laughs> what kind of armor are you Yeah, wearing? really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chunk, 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 chunk. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be kind of chunky. <laughs> it's a uh, scale. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, give me a d6 roll. We'll find out what happens. Yeah, they're going to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll do this. Clunk. Clung, <laughs> clung, and you just see like all f all four of them look over their shoulder, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> all right, declare your actions now." Charging in, okay. And I will magic missile the elf. Okay, using your last scroll, magic missile the elf. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And now roll for initiative, please. Um, I'll do it uh, this time. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> I gotta roll twice here. So you got a three? Okay. Oh, man. Alright, so the elf will go first, followed by the two of you, and then the orcs. The elf picks up his bow and arrow, and he aims it directly at Belnor. Since you were Good. clunking into the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolls. And your armor class you said was a five, correct? Yes. Five. He needs an okay. Rolls. And the arrow flies past you. Please go with your moves now. Okay, does okay, the magic uh, missile go off? Yes, the magic missile does go off and hits him. Roll your damage, please. Awesome. Four. Okay. You rule. <laughs> okay, go ahead uh, with your charge attack. Uh, yeah, charging in and attacking. Thirteen. They have this is just against one of the uh, orcs, green slimy guys. <laughs> you actually do miss. Okay. Now declare your actions again. I assume since you're going to be up there, you're going to be just swatting at him again. Yes. Oh wait, the, actually the orcs get to go. Ha ha. Ah, he remembered. Yes, I did remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ah, you are so lucky. Three... <laughs> I am protected by Thor. Yes, three misses in a row. All right, now to clear actions. 
Oh yeah, you're going to be swatting, and you're going to be in the background there since you're out of magic spells. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I'm going to uh, kind of get closer to the the, the melee action, and uh, um, let's see. Would it be possible to maybe throw those flat stones? Yes. At you... the feet of the bad guys. <laughs> You're gonna throw them at the feet of them? As well, I figured they might trip over. You know, if if they might slide, if they are, uh, you know, in the midst of combat. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were ricocheting them off the ground, as if like a skipping stone or something. <laughs> uh, I think he's no. hoping they'll work like marbles. Yeah, oh. sorta. I'm hoping, yeah, exactly. Alright, that works. Yeah. Alright, so uh, roll your initiative now, please. <laughs> you guys are going last. Yep. The uh, elf, after being shocked from the magic missile, is kind of dazed from that nice four chunk of damage there. He uh, turns his bow towards our friendly magic user across the room, who was flicking stones at him. And Gulp. <laughs> yeah. He aims. And your armor class blows again? Nine. A nine. Ooh. Let's do this one. Out in the open. <laughs> oh! Oh, well. Yikes. He dead-on aims. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. Smacks you. Right in the chest with an arrow. And the darkness fades <laughs> in your eyes as you tumble to the ground. And you are at... How many hit points did you have left? Three. Alright, you are at negative one right now. Okay, I'll, I'll quietly bleed. <laughs> He's quietly bleeding. You hear your friend scream out. <laughs> As he falls down to the ground, go ahead. Uh, actually, the orcs go, so hold on. One hit. And uh, two points of damage. Two points, okay. Yes. So what is your move now? Uh... I smack him. <laughs> Alright, initiative please. Initiative? Yes. I already go last. Oh, that's right, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh. Mm. You miss. Now declare your actions. Uh, now I will go to help my fallen comrade if possible. Okay. And they will do that. Okay, and now roll your initiative, please. Oh, I hate initiative. <laughs> yeah, I know. If we were doing the by-the-book initiative, you'd be winning right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sadly, we were doing reverse initiative. All right. Oh, guess what? It's your lucky day, because we have a tie. And tie goes to the player in my games. That's okay, so give a quick feint and then retreat quickly to my partner. <laughs> All right, you make it over to him and you see that he is bleeding and unconscious. 
And he will be receiving a cure light. Okay, go ahead, roll that cure light then. There you go. Oh, that'll be enough to fill him up. Now you're back to max. You just like springboard up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, you know, the wrestlers do with that nip up. <laughs> and you're like, ha ha! What I missed! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, boy. Then the orcs come charging after you. And they make it... And let's see what they do. I'm not rolling good tonight. You just got away with another one. You notice that the elf is slowly scampering away with something in his hands. So now declare your actions, both of you. Are there two orcs? Three. Three orcs, okay. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to defend ourselves. I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll swing my staff. Okay. And, and I will cast my final spell, which is command. All right. Initiative, please. You roll that. I'm not rolling that no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. God. All right, they go first. And we're not rolling characters up. Yeah, really. You would have an 18 by now. <laughs> the first one hits on Belnor. The second one misses. The third one misses. And the damage. Three points of damage. Owie. Uh, that leaves me with three left. Yeah. And then you, you both see the dark elf slowly creeping out of the room towards another door in the back of the room. Go ahead with your attacks. Uh, you rolled a four. Casting my... Oh, I sorry, I didn't see his thing there. Yeah, the, the melee will go first anyway, so... He missed. And what was your command going to be? Uh, to stop. And who are we cast this at, on? At the elf. Okay, hold on. <laughs> nice. The elf just kind of stands up straight and looks at you. Good. He's just standing there looking at you. So what is our next uh, move now? Uh, I will be continuing to hammer some orc. And I will do the same. All right, initiative again, please. Go ahead. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. You rolled a one, I rolled a four, and you may go first with your bash attacks. Nine. Uh -huh. Nine. <laughs> Guys are rolling the same thing. <laughs> the orcs go now. Two. I'm changing my dice. Be right back. <laughs> All right. The the dark elf is still standing there, kind of looking confused and dazed. And uh, the clear actions again. Continue with the same. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's attack. Same thing again. Roll initiative again. Alright, I'll roll. 
Nice. Nice. Another one. And you guys are going first again. So roll uh, your bash attacks, both of you. Oh, I want to change my dice, too. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you both miss. Oh, man. Man. The orc. Oh, a one. Let me see here. Let's see what my chart says. We'll do for the fumbles. I'll do a good fumble for you guys. Oh, thank you. We need it. Uh, go ahead and roll me a percentile. Either one of you guys. Doesn't matter. A six. Six, 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 six. Nice. You see the orc trips and slips on some grind, green sludge on the ground of his own and smacks his brother right in the face for four points of damage, which they now start pushing each other back and forth. Oh, excellent. Now, uh, the elf still standing there looking directly at you. Maybe for not much longer, but yeah, who knows. <laughs> what are your actions now? I'm going to go ahead and try to throw those stones that I didn't get off la uh, last time under their feet. Under the orc's feet? Uh, under the orc's feet. Okay. And I will be trying to use their uh, momentary distraction to push past to the elf. All right. Roll me initiative, please. Five. Ooh. All right, uh, we rolled a four, so... Oh, and the elf, I forgot to do that. Elf, rolls a six, go, good. Good for you guys. Uh, let's see, the orcs go first. The two of them are beating on each other right now because they're arguing over who did what. The third one... misses. Lucky you. And uh, Belnor, you are got the distraction enough that you can run right past the orcs. All right, I will do so. And you can run right up to the Dark Elf, who now is shaking off your command spell, going, what the heck am I doing? And I'll allow you to attack him, since you're charging. So go ahead and add a... Well, you hit him. You don't have to even add anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll your damage. Go ahead and roll that again. Well, it's like the best of the two, <laughs> and you did, uh, okay, you did three points of damage to him, and you see he drops what he had in his hands, and the, the cloth comes off, and it appears to be a book. Good, good. And now that he goes, he's going to attack you since you're right there. And you said your arm class was five. Yes, he hits. Oh, no. <laughs> One point of damage. Oh, goody, goody. All right. Left. <laughs> Actions, please. What happened? Did my uh, stones... Oh, that's right. Yes, I wanted to roll for that. Sorry. The two that were arguing back and forth do not... They see you throw them, but they do not step on them, so they're fine. The third one... Let's see about him. Save. Oh. Actually, in his attack against you before... He uh, slips on one of the stones and he stumbles forward a bit. 
So they're going to be on uh, delayed action. So I'm going to let you guys uh, go first on the initiative. So go ahead and choose your moves and then just roll right into it. Um, I don't like being by myself, so against three orcs, I'm <laughs> going to... Um, uh, I guess I'll... Can I, like, uh, back towards um, Belnor, uh, keeping myself facing the orcs um, in a, def like a defensive uh, mode? You'd have to run past them first to do that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just run past them then. <laughs> All right. You run past them and... Uh... Okay. And uh, what is Belnor doing? Swatting at the elf again? Yeah, I'm going to try to hit him in the head with the hammer. Hit him again, then. Go ahead. Oh, look at that. Yes. Natural 20. Go ahead and uh, roll your damage, double it up, and we'll see if you... Uh... Nice. Eight. Eight points of damage as you bash him, and you see blood squirt out of his head and his eyes, and he falls to the ground. Nice job. Thank you, thank you. And right. as you're celebrating mentally towards yourself, you turn around and see Galvin running towards you with a frightened look on his face and three orcs <laughs> chasing after him. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> so now, uh, declare your actions, please. Uh, go to Galvin's aid, of course. <laughs> okay, Galvin. Do do I uh, do, do I notice or know that the book fell on the floor? Uh, no, only Belnor saw that. Okay, well I'll turn around and uh, um, uh, get ready to attack the uh, the oncoming orcs. Okay, initiative, please. I'll I'll roll. Five. Ah, nice. Four. They're going first. Alright. First one he misses. The second one misses. The third one is... Let me check the chart. <sighs> misses. I stink at rolling. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Orc one, two, and three. Uh, I'll be swinging on orc one. Go ahead. And I will swing at Orc 2. Go ahead. Is that a 10? Yeah. Uh, Belnor will hit. Roll your damage. 2. Orc number 1, since he was damaged, is fallen. Okay. And initiative again. Oh, I'm sorry. Declare your actions again. <laughs> Rolls with hammer. Nice. You made your own macro. I didn't, re <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> All right. Declare your actions will, uh, again. Yeah, sorry. Attack the orcs. Okay. And you'll do the same. So initiative, please. Go ahead, Bella. Six. Two. I do good on the initiative, just not good on the rolls. Nice. All right. So there's one orc for each of you. The first one, Galvin, and that hits, and he does. Three points of damage as he swats at you with his club. And Belnor, that's a miss. Ooh. Go ahead with your attacks. Wow. Oh, nice double hit. Yes. Two of you both just 
angrily smack at them. Five. Ooh, jeez. Max damage. Ooh. Five points. You both swat at them, and they both instantly crush to the ground, falling. And you are victorious in the battle. <laughs> that was <laughs> close. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm down to one, and you're I'm down two. to three. Two? Two. <laughs> and then, as you are celebrating, a cave door opens up, and 12 more orcs come running out. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we surrender. <laughs> we surrender, we die, goodbye. And then you are happy as the battle is over, and then, uh, Belnor, you remember that the book fell to the ground. Yes, I will point that out to Galvin. I think your master's book is here. Okay. Well, I I pick up the book and uh, and I take a look at it. And you instantly recognize it as your master's handwriting. It is his spell book. Yay! We have avenged you, Master Silver. Um, <laughs> Silver wind. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you guys going to do now? You're just going to just say you backtrack and head back towards town, or? Yes, getting out of here, getting back to town. <laughs> okay, is that, is that an overall group consensus? <laughs> uh, yes. All right, the two of you backtrack. And within a day's time, and you're very tired, but you do make it by the morning back town to town. You both, uh, where are you going to head to? Uh, well, the I inn see. for sleep. <laughs> yeah, my home is destroyed. I'll have to sleep at the inn, too. All right, you, you, you scratch your way into the inn, and you both pay another silver for a room, and you both sleep for the night. Waking up in the morning, uh, get back. I'll give you both back half your damage hit points. Rounding up or down? Uh, go ahead and round up. <laughs> I know yours, half of yours was like, uh, <laughs> half your hit points is literally pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now that you you've completed your mission and you've come down and eat your grog and gruel and gone to the bathroom once or twice, and Smitty was happy, <laughs> what are we going to do? I guess I'm gonna uh, get together with Galvin to find out what this whole thing was all about. It, 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 was it worth it? All right. Did our did our book turn out to be useful? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess uh, after looking at the book, uh, is it? Uh, you know, we thought it was a spell book. Is it a spell book? Are there any notes in the book besides spells? Uh, this is various writings of your master in there, but you feel compelled to bring it back to your master as you know he's not dead he's just passed out and in a surgeon's care right now oh I didn't know that okay yeah he was just uh, passed out alright well in that case uh, yeah let's go to the uh, yeah let's go check that out the infirmary or wherever he's at he's at, he's at what will be considered a local infirmary yeah they did have a surgeon type person there Oh, and uh, upon the morning, I would have uh, uh, prayed for my spells again. And... Okay. You make it there, and you see your master is in very bad condition, like you saw him the other day, and the surgeon asked, are you a family of his? Or 
which you pretty much would be. Yeah. I've and, been living with them for who knows how many years, so and the, the townspeople would know that, I'm sure. Yeah. So. And the surgeon looks at you and he, he, he kind of shakes his head no, and you kind of get the idea what he means. And he says, not much time, and he just walks out. Well, I'll go ahead and lay a cure light on him and see if it improves him at all. Alright. You roll, uh, you roll. You walk into the room and you both look at him. He's hardly, really bad. You roll a cure light on him. And it seems like it didn't do much to him. Alright. Well, is he, I'll place the book into his hands and say, Master, I've returned. Here's your book. (laughs) (laughs) You see, he kind of forms a smile on his face. And he says, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And he goes, I want you to have this book. Oh. He goes, I think you've earned it. You need to move on in the world and find more of your own and write and continue writing in this book. Use the no, knowledge. <laughs> Use the knowledge in this book to go forward and improve your life. And don't forget, I will always be watching over you. And he just kind of turns his head to the side and... Oh. Yoda! Yeah. And he fades away. Yeah, he doesn't fade away. <laughs> I, I know, more like Qui-Gon instead of Yoda. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and you notice that the book continues on forever. Like, you can just keep writing in the book over and over again. Ooh. So you now have your very own personable spell book, which we'll go over on the side of what spells are in there. And mm-hmm. and that will conclude the adventure for today. All right. Yay. And we will take a break here, and we'll reconvene on our normal Thursday night for the games. <laughs>